0: Bum <music> bum member of the Broken Jars Network. And I'm not even going to mention what we're talking about today until we get past our productivity, because that'll be hard to describe anyway. So <laughs> has anyone been productive in the past time since we've recorded last?
1: Uh, ish. Uh, not as productive as I want to be. Maybe a thousand words. Uh, I've got a lot of a... Uh, there, There could be a very large... Professional, personal change coming up in the next four to six weeks. So, my mind's been kind of taken over by all of that.
2: I'm prepping for NOMO, which means I actually have a framework for it. So,
0: hey, do I get points for helping you prep? Yes. Okay, I've been helping. (laughs) I've been productive by helping you figure out your story.
2: (laughs) You get points, but not self productive.
0: I don't Okay. Something it counts. Cause I haven't written shit lately. I've been trying to get my own life
2: organized. Well, you brainstormed slightly with me.
0: Yeah. Tiny. Slightly. It's like, Hey, that sounds fun. And then no, nothing else came of it.
2: Ugh.
1: Yeah. It's hard when life really gets in the way. Like, uh, I've been actually injured a lot here recently. Like I pulled a hamstring, popped something in my knee and it's like, so I've been having to go to extra doctors and it's just completely screwed up my rhythm for writing.
0: Yeah, I've been like at home. I have very little time to write anymore, but at work I have these infuriating times of downtime of which I cannot work on anything personal unless I do it handwritten, which infuriates me because it's like slower and I can't edit easily or like just fix typos or anything. And then I have to transcribe it into a computer anyway. I'm just frustrated with that. But
1: <laughs> mm. Well, they do have like, you can always get one of those, uh, they they have those as a Kickstarter where it, they use basically an old typewriter and you put a like your phone or an iPad on it or whatever and it Bluetooth into it and you can write that way
0: I do not have a smartphone or an iPad well I am not gonna be that hipster that takes a typewriter to work
1: but you could be <laughs> but I'm not
0: gonna <laughs> okay So on to our topic of today, I kind of titled this Politics of Publishing, and I hope this makes sense once I explain it, is that I've noticed a lot of political kind of discourse happening as to how and who and why some people get published. And less of it has to do with the stories more than who the authors are. And as Daniel Wilson said when he came up on here, is that Who you are matters just as much as anything else. And TJ from Jolly Fish said the same thing, is that the authors are what they market, not necessarily the stories. So when people get upset about representation and diversity, it's about who gets published more than the stories that they write. But that is also an issue, too, in terms of characters and diversity and representation. I'm noticing how much it's influencing publishing lately, so I thought we should discuss it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it's definitely a big push that I can see, and there are so many like plot twists in books about race, gender, sexuality, etc. Now that they're just like oh, like a th- two hundred pages before it happens, you're like oh, that person's gonna be is gonna come out as gay at some point. Like it's just it's becoming so easy to spot the troubled gay trope that it's almost, it's just becoming boring.
0: So, your issue with the diversity is that people are shoehorning it and therefore it's become lazy?
1: Yes. Pretty much. Like, uh, spoiler alert, but, you know, Ready Player One. I don't know if y'all have read that or not. Nope. Well, one of the main <laughs> characters comes out as as a, as a lesbian. And, you know, it's like three quarters of the way through the book. But, you know, I just, because I've seen it so often now, especially in like television and everything else, where it's just, I knew in the first 40 or 50 pages that she was going to come like that. Well, she said she was a he. I was like, that's going to be a gay woman when this is all said and done within the first 50, 50 ish pages. It just, it's just so choreographed. And, you know, if someone isn't, you know, if one of the main three or four characters isn't a. Sp- God, God, I'm going to sound so fucking racist here, but like, isn't a special person, you know, gay, minority, something, that eventually. Totally. Yeah, they're going to come out as something crazy or just different. And, you know, it's not bad. It's just. It feels so forced it feels like the story story arcs take unnatural turns because they're trying to push this into stories
0: yeah so i guess we can start this general discussion as to what people have been thinking of characters in books because there's been like there's not enough black characters in a book series or in books in general or gay characters or lesbians or transgender characters whatever insert diversity quota here people are annoyed or angry that there's not enough so some people are trying to make more characters and then if they do have those token people in the stories then other people will be angry that you didn't write it good enough you wrote it as a trope you wrote it as a the the Terrible lesbian gets rape trope, and that's stop it. Make it a better person or whatever like that. Or you can't write these token characters as bad people. They always have to be good and perfect. But then if you do that, you're coddling to them, you're not treating them as real people. And that they the arguments are going in a circle, <laughs> a devolving spiral really. And You right. can't do
2: it right.
1: And there's yeah. this um this other thing I've I've seen online, you know a little bit out of writing, but it's okay to Gender bend a character, like take a character that was male turned female, straight to gay, you know, whatever. But if you go the opposite direction, people lose their fucking minds. Like, all right, yeah. you know what? I'm going to cosplay this girl as a dude. They fucking hate you.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that. Although in terms of cosplaying, I wonder if it's just that a lot of people want to see more scantily clad women. Therefore, they approve it.
1: Uh, Yeah, but if you read like some of the blogs and stuff, yeah, there, it's, it's not the outrage. It's That's not what the outrage is. It's like, oh, this is a gay woman. You can't turn him into a straight man, you know, where you can turn any straight man into anything <laughs> you want to, especially if it's a yeah. white man.
0: Yeah, do not. White face a black character,
1: like and but, I yeah. have really no issue with the changes. Like, you know, Spider-Man: Homecoming came out, and uh, Donald Glover he played um, Troy in Community, who I love. He's hilarious. He really wanted to be Spider-Man. People were like, oh, is the world ready for a black Spider-Man? I'm like, look, I Spider-Man. Spider-Man fans would be more pissed off if. Mary Jane wasn't a redhead, and that's what happened. Mary Jane wasn't a redhead, and the fans lost their fucking minds. Like it, it's, it's just like you—you could only do it. Everyone wants to. Everyone wants inclusivity, as long as it's the as it's the inclusivity that they want.
0: Yeah, probably, and it's, you know, whatever cause they decide is important, essentially. Mm. And then you can get into, like, I don't know how to to say this tactfully, but oppression Olympics.
1: (laughs) There's actually was a recent South Park about that, which was perfect about it. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. everyone's getting DNA tests. You know why? Because we're trying to figure out if we were oppressed at some point so we can, like, feel better about ourselves and lord it over our friends.
0: Yeah. And I think it's mostly that. The sense of oppression that people have, they're using that as a way of, like, my ideas are important, my opinion is important, you should listen to me, because I belong to a minority, which leads to all forms of discussion on any form, like, Reddit is usually where I see it, and sometimes it's on, like, Twitter or whatever, is that, like, I am this gender, this race, this age, this disability, this religion... And these are my opinions and the less white male you are or straight or cis or whatever, the more weight you have, which is not a very good way of having a discussion, but those people are loud enough that it's influencing everyone else.
1: Right. And so we talk about like, you know, politics, of publishing, where, you know, publishers <laughs> are looking for stories with certain, Dynamics, racial groups, sexual whatevers, uh, representation is the big word. Um, But I would actually like to see if that actually helps the publishing, the publishers. Like, do they want this because they think they're artistic and they want to do all these cool things? Or is it actually helping? Is it actually selling more books?
0: So publishers we kind of use
1: it at least
0: traditional publishing got to clarify that now
1: traditional publishing yes
0: yes we we do use that as kind of a benchmark okay this is a good book because someone decided to put money into it but the uncomfortable fact is that publishers exist to make money they will make and produce whatever they think will get the money if everyone is clamoring that there's not enough black gay transgender disabled people in books they will find stories with that in order to get that market to buy their stuff
1: right but my question is more like you know it's social media is like this crazy distortion of reality you know it's nowhere near Mm -hmm. the real world so but if you're spending a lot of time there that's what you think the real world is so it actually you know if there's a publisher listening i would love to look at your you know sales data to see what type of stories sell the best
0: yeah and that's that's actually an interesting thing as well in terms of like I would love to see the data from a publisher in terms of what's submitted because sometimes people are saying why aren't there more minority authors it's like well maybe minority people aren't submitting stories as often so if you have a thousand people submit and eight of them are black and one of them gets published, that is amazing right right in terms of representation it's overrepresented actually so when people are angry that of say 10 people that were published and one of them is black and the rest of them are white. It's like, Oh my God, that's terrible. It's like, if they're not filling up enough of the slush pile.
1: Right. Well, it's it's also the, you know, what, uh, African Americans are 12% of the U S population. Hispanics are around 15. So you would expect seven out of 10 stories to be published by white people.
0: Yeah. yeah that's just,
1: it's just the cold, hard like math that. that people dislike.
0: Yeah, and it, it is that. And there's always going to be something like that. So why don't you see enough of this demographic and that profession? So maybe they just don't want to do it. Well, and this is something that comes up a lot in terms of gender. Like, why aren't there more uh, female computer engineers or something? So actually, I think there's a amount of them. But whatever, that's the idea. Like maybe women just don't want to do that job.
1: People don't like to hear that. It's another thing. Uh, I had this discussion a lot when um, Michael Sam came out, the University of Missouri player who was trying to get drafted in the NFL. Um, He didn't deserve an NFL job. He wasn't that good. But, uh, you know, I was like, oh, there's going to be – there's at least one gay man in every locker room and every team. I'm like, the numbers just don't support that. You're talking like one – like of all professional athletes in the United States it's like 0.001% of the entire population and ho- like homosexuals in the country are like 4% of the entire population so odds are there're not there aren't many if any professional athletes that are gay I mean I'm sure there are but you know odds are there there isn't You definitely can't say there's one in every locker room at least. I'm like, no, no, not at least.
0: (laughs) Although, that makes me wonder what they count bisexuality as.
1: Uh, It generally gets its own uh, term. Like, its own category.
0: Well, I don't know. I just, some people seem to, like, you're either straight or gay, depending on who you're currently sleeping with. It's like, bisexuality exists, and I guess it would open up that the numbers of demographic as the locker room stuff, if you just enclipped it, whatever, that's kind of a a tangent. I wasn't expecting to get down. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to get us back on track.
1: Okay. So do, do you ever feel the, the need to put in quote unquote diversity into your stories? Like you're like, Oh, I don't have a gay character, so I need to make one. Or I don't have a ex character, so I need to make yeah, one.
0: Yeah. I do feel that sometimes yes. and I get really annoyed by it.
1: So is that Cause... fair?
0: I don't know. I mean maybe I don't I don't know. I don't want other people's opinions on what I should be writing because of their Opinions, which I do not share at all to influence me. If I didn't ask them for advice, I don't want them to be intruding on my working abilities, but maybe they have a point. I don't know. Or
1: do you ever have a character, you know, gay, straight, you know, whatever that you're like, well, I am not this certain way. So I'm really worried about the backlash
0: I don't ever deal with that issue personally, but I see that a lot of other people are dealing with that issue.
2: Oh God, that's a topic I met at every other day.
0: Yeah. I mean, so sometimes it's on the fantasy subreddit or fantasy writers. Pretty much every other day on YA writers subreddit, <laughs> you will find it. Someone posts, as like, I am a white person, but I want to write about a black character. Do I have the right to do this or should I... Not because I might be intruding on their representation. And they go all over the place in the discussions. like, yeah, you should do it because representation is a good thing. Just be careful and try to be sensitive. Or the times it's like, no, you are taking up space. Stop it.
1: Mm. See, like, we're, it's, I mean, it's something we've had, like, long discussions about, like me and Jeremy have about Andromeda's love. Because we have four or four main characters are all female. One of them will fuck anything that walks. One of them's gay, and two of them are straight. And we're like, well, let's let's see what happens. <laughs> like we we're, we're so... like we we talk about the will publishers actually listen to two white dudes from you know essentially the south writing about four women who have very different sexual preferences.
0: I don't know. <laughs> because I am unfortunately afraid that I feel like if you're not part of that demographic, if if you were a gay woman, go right ahead. They'll listen to you. But I don't know if they would listen to two white guys. Well, the thing Straight is like,
1: guys. you know, I feel, I mean, as a white guy, you know, 33 bald, with a beard, Uh, (laughs) straight, semi-Christian, you know. (laughs) Um, I feel as though they could write a character about someone like me, you know, a gay woman or, you know, minority or whatever. They could write write Jacob into their stories, but I cannot write them into my stories. At least that's how the internet makes me feel.
0: That could be that. It could be something like, you're not allowed to, but... I actually think that a publisher might not listen to you because you're not as marketable as, okay, a black woman writing about black female characters. That's much more marketable. People will be drawn to the characters and the author herself. But there's like a disconnect in terms of the audience, I think. Are people drawn to your characters? Are they drawn to you too?
1: Right. It's the everyone has to be special now. Am I the only one
2: who just doesn't give a fuck what the author is?
1: I don't care. Well,. I mean, I I know nothing about the majority of my favorite things. Like, I don't even know the lead singer's name of my all-time favorite band. Like, I've always been that kind of person. I don't want to know who they are. I don't want to know anything about their personal life because odds are it'll piss me off. So I'm just going to stay here and enjoy my stuff and let them do what they're going to do.
0: It's really an ignorance is blissing because there are times when <laughs> like I found out things about authors that I really wish I didn't know. Um,
1: well, yeah. Yeah, I that's mean, happened
2: for books and, uh, well, authors and, I out some bad things about musicians I used to like and I can't even listen to them anymore. So I just don't tell me things.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Don't need to know. You know, I saw so many things about, especially after Trump got elected, like, oh my God, this person voted for Trump. I can't be their fan anymore. And I just... I looked at Hollywood and everything else and going, oh my god, what a luxury. I think <laughs> Matt Damon's a douchebag, but I'll still go see his movies because I like them. <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah. Really... Um, Maybe not after this whole Harvey Weinstein thing, but... On
2: the topic of that, <laughs> what's that new movie with Matt Damon, The Great Wall one? Yeah. Like, why?
1: Well, because, because well, it China was made by a, a Chinese money. company, and they needed a big actor to sell it. Apparently, he's not even the main character. They just use him in all the marketing. It's just...
0: <laughs> that actually brings up another issue of something diversity. So, I actually did go to see Doctor Strange because I like Tilda Swinton.
1: Yes, she's awesome.
0: Yeah, pretty much the only reason I went to see it. And she is a Gaelic character that's a Tibetan monk. Okay, whatever. She's also lived for how many hundreds of years? That made sense to me. But turns out that the character she was based on was a Tibetan monk. And, oh, my God, a white person took an Asian person's place. But the reason that character was not Tibetan was because they can't piss off China. Because if China doesn't like it, then they won't spend all their billions of dollars on seeing the movie.
1: Right. And you got to be very careful with Tibet when it comes to China.
0: (laughs) So who are people supposed to be mad at? Not Tilda Swinton. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right and yeah, it's and maybe she was the best for the part. You know, I something I it, I run yeah. into a lot of times, especially in, you know career wise and everything, where like, you know, you know affirmative action is a very real thing and everything else. I'm just like, well, maybe maybe that person's just better than the other people. <laughs> like maybe they didn't get hired because they are white, black, gay, straight male, female, maybe they were just better than everybody else.
0: And there's a, a lot of evidence as to, like, you should have blind uh, testing of like, who you should hire of like, okay, so just looking at their test scores, their abilities, the writing composition or anything like that, whatever you need in order to get the job or college application or anything. And when you do that, you get some interesting things. Like, for example, I'm pretty sure Berkeley changed to the, that kind of blind application process and their student population became significantly more Asian.
1: Not surprising. Which, doesn't it, me I mean,
0: it's not, but some people may not like to hear that. And then if you do that for publishing applications, when you send in a cover letter and an excerpt of your story, it kind of makes more sense if they want to judge you on the quality of your writing to not pay attention to who you are. But there are calls for submissions now that are... Saying, please tell us what your ethnicity and background is,
1: judge me not by the color of my skin but the content of my prose
0: yes,
2: but then if they're Except- looking to sell you then it,
1: right that but the thing is, I, I, I guess mean, this is this is sort of just sort of how I view humanity I believe anybody is marketable we all have crazy shit in our background we've all gone through adversities it may not seem sexy but when you just say you talk to anybody about what they've gone through most people have gone through some real shit in their life and that's
2: true but a story about a robot apocalypse written by a roboticist is a very marketable thing
1: right yes yes,
2: yes. which is unfortunately the reality of things
1: so yeah. again this is where we come back to just don't it's fucking easier. write <laughs>
2: You're following people, no write, matter what. Write whatever the fuck you want, but just do it well.
1: Yeah, and just hope to God somebody else likes it. That's something I learned from when I was like in the music, like doing music and stuff. Because I used to pr- do a lot of concerts and all that, all that. And was like, I saw some bands come through that were literally some of the best bands I ever saw. They never sold a single album to a record label ever. Like you just gotta get fucking lucky at some point.
0: There's definitely luck in publishing, which like is, is a kind of the unfortunate side of life that everyone at least accepts that part. But the- actually, most
1: I, I I do I would disagree with that. I think most people don't accept the luck. They think if they're skilled enough, they deserve to be sold or whatever. Where you know what you can be the best in the world, and if you don't, you you can just be Maybe. thrown out thrown out the door because. Whatever you get missed, the right person doesn't see you, the right person dislikes you. You might have had a typo on the third page, and the you know, the submission editor read it and go and just throw you away just because you had one bad typo. I mean, there's so many random stupid shit that can get you blackballed,
0: yeah, there are, and if that seems at least from the discussions I've seen that people kind of accept that a little bit. That's why you just have to keep trying and everyone has that rallying cry. But when all the the discussions about diversity are actually discouraging people from writing for fear of, for example, taking the space of a minority author, that is where I get really pissed off. Like, I'm not even sure if I can really articulate why. I'm just angry that people are discouraging other people from writing.
2: I mean... No one should ever discourage anyone from doing anything they want to do. Yeah, we'll but they tell do. That people on lot. Twitter, <laughs> because
0: they do it a lot.
2: Yes, there's a lot of things wrong with Twitter. Yeah. which and every what? social media platform.
0: And part of the issue and is, people. I guess, the discussions are happening on social media, but also essentially in a vacuum. And they reinforce each other and become more extreme, essentially. And because they're visible, publishers will look at that and say, okay, the people have spoken. This is what we should do. But those aren't I actually the target don't audiences.
2: No, if the publishers are gonna go read YA writers and make any kind of business decisions on that.
0: Maybe not YA writers, but I think they pay more attention to Twitter than not these days.
2: they probably look at fantasy subreddit because several Sub up and coming authors yeah. post on there.
0: I'm like, I don't do anything on that subreddit. I just read it, but I'm kinda yeah. of proud of that subreddit. It's
2: oh, I'm great. so glad when like Sullivan and Mark Lawrence and stuff post and Oh yeah. It's just nice to see a because that actually has conversation and discourse.
0: Yeah, and they've had several conversations of diversity, gender diversity, and things like that as well. Mark Lawrence did a really interesting thing a couple of years ago. And so, so he has a book called Prince of Thorns. I've never read it.
2: The whole series is fantastic. Kevin. Yeah, Won't you read it.
0: Okay. But he had this thing. Of, what if it was written by Mary Lawrence instead of Mark Lawrence? I put it in a poll on his website or Twitter or something like that. And would you buy it or not? And it was a really interesting discussion. I don't remember most of it, but I think part of it that at least swayed me is I noticed that if it was written by a female author with a title about a male character, I'm expecting some, a little bit more about of romance than male author, male character, more
2: violence. I was going to say, I hate to say it, but if it had been written by a female, I would have been surprised because of how brutal and violent moments of that series are.
0: Yeah, and that's just me looking at the name and the the title of the book because I've never read it. No exposure to whatever it is.
2: George Craft is a bastard. Jesus! <laughs> if you want to read a book about a protagonist you kind of just hate the whole time, it's a good series. Hmm. Okay. Like he is just not a good person. He's got so, his reasons for not being a good person, but he's just not a good person.
0: So, to ask this this question. Like do you guys ever seek out specific types of authors in terms of any form of the diversity quotas, like racial um mm. gender no. or religion, anything? I
2: mean, I'm a straight white male, so
0: so you go after straight white males?
2: No, I just don't even look. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm not a minority or a gay person who's looking to find authors that are also similar. I'm just reading anything.
0: Hmm. Well, on the fantasy subreddit, they've had several conversations and postings of like, these are a bunch of high fantasy, some sci-fi written by women. Because pretty regularly, there's someone going like, I have too many male authors right now. Show me some women. And the listings are pretty good. I mean, they seem like all good books. The ones I recognize and I've read, yeah. I really enjoyed them.
2: I mean, Robin Hobb interesting fantastic at prose.
0: That's also interesting because she had to publish under a pseudonym, or she sure. felt she did. J.K. Rowling, as well. I, I mean, I felt like I always knew that she was yeah, a Yeah, I woman, was going to say. But... like,
2: I mean, I started reading Harry Potter in the fifth grade. But again, after. that was, what,
1: 20 years ago? Like, when she yeah. was publishing? I mean, things have changed a lot in the world.
2: No, but, like, when I was reading Harry Potter, right after it came out, I knew it was a woman. I mean...
0: Yeah, I
1: never...
2: I
0: don't remember not knowing that. I was like
2: 10, that. and I didn't really care. I just liked the story.
0: And Robin Hobb has been successful enough that she would have started publishing like maybe 30-something years ago. Therefore, maybe the landscape was different enough for that, but people will still point to it as that she had to do it under a pseudonym back then. I don't know.
2: I really need to read more of her. She's got so many books.
0: She does have a lot of books. I'm just so scared of the variance in quality.
2: Yeah, especially since I hated the end of the last book of uh, the original Farseer trilogy.
0: Yeah, it was so good, and then it got so bad. I'm so confused.
2: (laughs) It's in, I don't know what, she went, the first half of the first book struggled, the second half of the first book, and the entire second book, phenomenal. Then the third book just, yeah, ending things is difficult, ask Stephen King. (laughs) It's hard.
1: See, no, no. Like, as a writer, the endings are always easy for me. It's the <laughs> middle that's hard. I can do the beginning What's and the What's confusing
2: eight. for me is usually when I come up with a story idea, I kind of already know what the ending's going to be. That's good. If so you know where important. you're going, it's yeah. easier. I mean, for the most part, it, no matter how I get the idea, as soon as I have the general concept of what the story's going to be, I know I plan for an ending. It's the most important part.
1: Well, so, well I, I guess that's awesome. a lot of people, you know, not naming names, director Alex, they're all about building the world instead of actually writing. And so they have the beginning and all the other actual details laid out, but not the ending.
0: No, I have the ending planned. I will not start writing until I have the ending.
2: <laughs> Shut up. I'm just giving you shit.
1: I know. I <laughs> think uh, George
2: R. Martin has an ending. <laughs> he I says so. he does. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the same one as the show.
0: So here's a question to bring us back on topic. What character was the furthest out from you that you have written? And what did you think about it all?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, like I said, you know, in writing Andromeda, you know, we've got a character that that is gay who's like 400 years old and all this stuff um i've got one character that has two personalities inside of her so i keep swapping back and forth between a really young woman and a very old woman so i i don't know i would say one of those just any of those characters andromeda because <laughs> they're just completely different mm.
2: well point, yeah. writing female points of view is about as bold as i get
0: do you do write a significant amount of females, though? Like, I think you're fairly split evenly between the gender ratio right there. Granted, oh, you've never done a transgender character, so that's what you have to work on.
1: Why?
2: I, I, I wouldn't... <laughs> like, <laughs> Why do I have to do that? It's like, this whole conversation. Because... Ch- you didn't even mention Tumblr. Oh, God, Tumblrinas. Oh.
0: I'm staying away from Tumblr right now.
1: <laughs> but, like, I don't know. With, uh... With all of this, with all of this discussion, you know, yes, more diverse. It's so hard not to just like throw certain things away. Yes, more diversity is good. Yes, this. Yes, that. But in the end, you know what? You know what's going to sell? Good stories. Hopefully. write Good stories.
2: Um, Or even, well, I mean, there's some pretty famous authors who have written some shitty things that get published because of who the author is.
1: Yes, but none of us are
2: famous. <laughs> yes, as a new writer, just write a good story.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, like, uh, have, do y'all watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine at all? I no. love that show.
2: Oh, God, it's hilarious. You should watch it, but this it's is some, hilarious.
1: After reading about this, something I sort of try and do in my writing. Is they wrote these characters with no names just personality traits and they had people audition for them and that's how they became male or female was whoever they thought nailed the character the best if it was a male or, male or female that's who got the job
2: I love Terry Crews on the show oh
1: yeah he's amazing but you could see that, that character written or being performed by somebody very differently or, like, written with someone very different in mind.
2: I guess the way it worked, like, with that show, every character kind of just stands out as being exactly who they should be.
1: Well, that, that's why they, they they did it why they did They weren't looking for a certain type of person. They were just looking for, here, do this reading. We're going to figure out who's the best at doing this character. So like there are even times where I, I've tried to not ever reference gender or race with my characters use noncommittal pronouns. I'm just like, <laughs> they did this or that or whatever, just to see what, what people assign to the characters when I show them my work.
2: So on the topic of, Writing and because it's a podcast, and I gotta mention Malazan, But um, when you're building a story, you want it to be authentic in itself, right? So, a lot of so with Malzan, he's got the entire goddamn world created, and like you know, the plains of Dalhan is a place, and people from there are black. So, sometimes when he's making characters, he'll just say he's Dalhanese, and that's it, and move on. Like it's just where he's from, and you know, he's black. but Who cares?
0: Do you think it's an interesting situation to force in, like, real-world races into a fantasy setting? Like, these are black people, those are Asian people, those are white people, and so on.
2: When they're very obviously just the stereotypical, yes. It annoys me.
0: I mean, when they're stereotypical, at least, I mean, it's easy, so I understand why some people do it.
2: Hence why I asked you earlier about too much influence from.
0: Mm, right. I mean, too much influence from a real world, I think, is when it becomes too restrictive. But if you're having a fantasy setting and people have blue and green and purple and pink skin, then black people don't exist. But would people still be angry that there isn't a black person in there?
1: Well, Probably. They, but that's their fault for assigning like, oh, you know, color matters
2: right that's their fault it's not your fault <laughs> to be fair I remember being angry at um outcast of Redwall we've mm. got we've got uh anthropomorphic animals as our cast of characters and he is black and white with them I shouldn't even use that phrase <laughs> but <laughs> like mouse, mice are good badgers are good but have blood whatnot. uh Rabbit's hares are British Secret Service soldiers. Weasels, stoats, rats, evil. And even when he adds in an entire book about a questionably morally gray stoat, I think, or weasel. I forget what it was. In the end, he does bad things, and that's it. He kind of somewhat redeems himself, but it's like, there's just no good, it's, for a... If you're just taking animals, he's so... There's no diversity, if that's the right way of saying it.
1: I mean, if you want to see a good way to do it, especially animals, is watch Zootopia. Is it good? It's very good, but it's it's definitely supposed to be, you know, racial in tone, and they do a very good job of it. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: I remember being, what was I, like eight, nine and frustrated at the lack of ability for animal races to not just be this one prototypical thing.
1: Right. Well, in Zootopia, it's a uh, predator versus prey. And about how, like, the predators have to become better to not try and eat the prey all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It gets really uh, fucking dark. If you can
2: hear me, I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, It just said the applications crashed.
1: Oops.
0: Interesting. Trying out a new program. So we've got some learning to do, whatever Still that better was. Than Skype. <laughs> so far, yes, because Skype sucks. But
1: yeah.
0: I, I guess what everyone wants is, is good characters. Or, know what? What most logical people want is just good characters written with depth and complexity. But a lot of people are just like check boxes as to what they like. And right. And that's
1: on. that's my issue is people it's it's the politicization of fucking everything and that's what i just like bothers me more than almost anything in the world is like look don't go in looking for something bad go in for looking for something good if they're good characters who gives a shit what they look like if they're good people who gives a shit if what they look like you know mm-hmm. but like colin was saying earlier like you know somebody will because we've seen it with almost every Disney movie with animals in it that these animals are black these animals are white etc cetera, et cetera. and you know what sometimes a cake is just a fucking cake get over it <laughs> like I don't I don't this is just bothers me so much because <laughs> I've had I've gotten so much shit about this in my life that you know oh you you don't matter because of x y or z and there's several different ones in there i'm just like well i still did good work pay me (laughs) you know (laughs) or i still wrote something good read it (laughs)
0: Hmm. okay (laughs) i have want to ask you guys what you think of representation of say disabilities in stories like I can think of a really good character that did that it was um fuck what's his name in um the first Thank law.
2: The, uh which one? Logan The
0: interrogator. Oh Glocka. Glocka, Glocka, Glotka Glocka Glotka yes. Glotka It's Glotka, I think. Glotka T K A.
2: Yeah.
0: And so he was this amazing sword fighter, wonderful person, like everyone loved him. And then he goes to war and he gets taken prisoner and beaten that's all the right. hell. He's like now this limping person that's always angry and in pain and like doesn't have all of his teeth and all scarred up and
2: stuff. Pretty sure there's like five paragraphs in his point of view about stairs. And oh, yeah. He stairs.
0: absolutely hates stairs because well, he just the cannot. Is do is something. That
1: is a really interesting character study, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's. it's um. Do you ever watch Friday Night Lights? The uh, well, it was a movie, but also a television show. I've seen the movie, yeah. not the show. The show is incredible, but uh, so is the movie. I like the movie, uh, yeah. but the quarterback in the show in the first game of the season, he breaks his neck, and so there is this big arc about him coming to terms with the fact that he was a star athlete, going to a major, commit to a major university, all this other stuff, and that all being taken away from him. And it's a very interesting character dynamic and so that's you know, you can use the disordered disabilities to to take things away from characters.
2: I mean, um you can look at Jamie Lannister yeah. defining himself by his sword and he loses his sword hand and has to completely redefine his life.
0: So these are all good examples of how to deal with a character with disability because what we're doing is torturing characters with them, and that's great. But I'm noticing some discussions along with the diversity trend that you need to have a disabled character, but they're just as good at doing whatever it is as anyone else.
2: That's just not true.
0: Right.
1: I mean, and that's what makes Plotka so is, interesting. To say they yeah. are, I think, is demeaning to people with disabilities.
2: Like what makes Glaucus such a riveting character is the adversity he faces in everyday simple tasks that we take for granted.
0: Mm-hmm. And he absolutely we, hates everyone else because they're able to do things without being in pain.
2: But just, it, you better stop and think that a person with his disabilities can't function like a normal can't Which, get by as easy.
0: This is all very logical. But I don't know if it counts as a disability, but I've said I've seen people discussing, I have a fat character and they're perfectly capable of doing everything else that or that, you know, an assassin type character. I have an overweight fat assassin woman and she's perfectly capable of doing everything that her peers are. I'm sorry. That's not possible. If well, you want to make that possible through magic or something okay, but not in real-world gravity.
1: Or, you know, if you want to go into how she's doing the assassinating, because, I mean, look, we all have this idea of skinny, crawling through the air vents, sniper, rifle, toad, and assassins.
0: Yeah. Maybe... And this person did specify it was like, you know, running up walls, climbing through windows, yeah, but... jumping but I was going to say, if it's, it's like, like it. a,
2: a large assassin who works their way in through social graces and yeah. Gets in and then kills the person. Great, that'd be really That's cool. That'd, that'd be, be really cool.
1: interesting. Yeah, sure.
0: That'd that'd be realistic. <laughs> Not what this person was doing.
1: Or Guess
0: which subreddit I found it on? YA writers. Yep.
1: Or you have this whole thing where they're like they're overweight and so they cook a lot and they get in by poisoning people or something. You know,
0: that could have worked great. And I. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why is that... Sam still so fat? <laughs>
1: I think the issue is, in, I think this is like the shoehorning I was talking about earlier, is people want people, they, people want characters that look like them to do the things that they know they can't do. Where if they were to take the initiative for just a moment to go, OK, if I was going to do this job with how I am and start building their own character that way they would have a much more interesting character there, much more interesting dynamics.
0: I mean, so I dislike self-inserts in general, whether it's the author or, I mean, I kind of get it at least, for especially the YA genre, of leaving the character description kind of more bland so that the angsty teenagers will just like imprint themselves on the character and enjoy it more for that. Right. I get that part. But when you're making it like the bland person who can always do everything, that's not a good character because it's essentially building a Mary Sue.
1: Right, right, exactly. And you're just like, well, the fuck? You know, like, what's the point?
0: Yeah, and I mean, there are good reasons to have characters that are, like, good people who are capable. Like, I love watching people be capable of what they do. But you just have to make sure everything is stacked against them and, and that kind of balancing out. But when... People are saying you need to have this token character and make sure that they are always the best. It's like you're not asking for representation of a real person or a complex person, you're asking for a puppet, right? And it's that's just bad writing,
1: yeah. Yeah, all of this really just leads to bad writing, is what it is. If yeah, you and- if the crux of your story in general is because your main character is x it's probably a bad character yeah. you know we we especially if unless it's event driven you know if you want to write a character who grew up in the ghetto and wherever and the you know those events led them to be who they are and that pushes them forward that's fine but if it's just a this person is black because they're black and that means they're important. That that's bad writing. That's just bland stupid writing. Yeah. Especially in fantasy where, you know, there aren't you know, unless you explicitly want it to be an allegory for whatever, in fantasy writing, you know what? They could the people in the ghetto could be ogres. Or, you know, in the D&D campaign I'm doing, the halflings are committing genocide against the ogres. And so the halflings (laughs) are the evil people and the ogres are the sympathetic people.
0: (laughs) Right. There's one thing I really enjoyed about Dragon Age Origins is like, wait, I get to be an elf and I get to be the underdog? Oh, my God, I love it. (laughs) Because everyone likes being the underdog that gets to succeed. I was going to mention uh,
2: the elves being prosecuted in... uh... Witcher 2. Yeah, but it seems like, especially elves are either the high, strung noble people or the underdog in fantasy. Yeah.
0: There's very little of them just being like middle class, everyone else.
1: Well, in
2: elves, because everyone's desperate to make every race in their fantasy, some allegory of a real class. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, in elves, I mean, really, depending on like the genre you go through can vary differently. Because you have your Tolkien elves, which are very, you know,
0: they're basically aliens,
1: basically. And then, you know, which also kind of mirrors D&D elves, which tend to be very old and into magic and some they're they're essentially Vulcans is what they are. (laughs) (laughs) So I like
0: how all of your references are getting newer and newer. When you're saying, like, oh, yeah, these elves are basically D&D elves, and D&D elves are basically Star Trek. I'm pretty sure D&D predates Star Trek by a little bit. It I could not. be very uh, wrong.
1: You're
2: very wrong. Yeah. Okay. They're not. Star it's Trek just, was, was really,
1: when was the original Star Trek? Uh, Like, 64. And the first rule set for D&D came out in, like, 71, 72.
2: 74 really? 74
0: was the original. Yeah. Oh, man, I thought that came out in the 60s, too. But I
2: thought it came out in the 80s.
1: Well, what I, I, can, my, I was saying is i was just throwing out another example to tie it together i wasn't like trying to like yeah i don't know but
0: ugh. it's it's funny to see the same type of kind of diversity arguments being held it's like i have completely fantastical characters like i have elves committing genocide And uh, dwarves that are just going to destroy the world because they're too stubborn to do something, or they're stubborn
2: dwarves just like every other. Okay, just like every other
1: dwarf.
0: I don't know. I'm trying to come up with shit off the top of my head. It's not really going well. (laughs) Why a plan thing? But like, when you have like, I have this the species that I made, and they could be really bad, but I want people to see them as sympathetic or something and like diversity about fantastical species that don't exist. I kind of like those conversations because they're (laughs) stupid.
2: (laughs) I guess in Malzahn, you've got the dark elves, the gray elves and the regular white elves. The dark elves are the emo sympathetic ones and the white elves are the crazy Nazis, basically.
1: Well, in, in your D and D you have your high elves, your regular elves, your drow elves, you know, so and the drow are just crazy and terrible and
0: and tiny. Uh, My de- God, they're tiny. Depends. They, they, they don't really break five foot. They're they're tiny.
2: They're that small?
0: They're small. Huh.
1: Well, they do live in the demi plane, so they live in the <laughs> underdark. So what do you expect? Yeah. Mm. They I'm essentially the live player. in the upside down from Stranger Things.
2: Then you've got the good elves in 40k and the dark elves in 40k who worship slaughter and chaos.
0: Yeah, the one thing I thought was interesting about, like, apparently the dark elves in 40k, or in Warhammer. To fantasy. Her,
2: oh, fantasy, yeah. It's like, yeah, I should
0: say, like, okay, I'm not, I don't know what 40k is, but, like, fantasy Warhammer. That's fantastic. They're not dark. They're, like, maybe pink. <laughs> they're dark elves because they do dark shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was great. They worship. God of violence and slaughter and all type of things. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, of course. In my like, in my current D anD D campaign, which is this far future thing, most of the Drow elves are party people, so they come out night to rage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my D anD D campaign is doing a uh, 40k campaign. Nice. It's fun being overpowered because <laughs> <laughs> we're all okay. Space Marines. So yeah. yeah.
0: All right. To, to get us back into the original conversation, because it's a lot harder it? to segue this podcast than Dresden. <laughs> if you guys never go after specific authors based on their demographic, do you ever go after specific types of characters in books?
1: No.
2: No. I just, I just want yeah. a cool story. I just read. I just go through fantasy subreddits and see recommendations and go read them.
1: Like The only time I ever look for anything specific is if I want a certain type of story.
0: But then you're only looking for the genre, never... Right. I mean, I guess you could be like, I want a a story with a wise-ass person with a bad background, and you get Dresden's recommendations, and it works.
1: Right. I mean, (laughs) the only reason I I picked up Dresden is my... Now, we were dating at the time, but... uh, my my now wife is like you should really read this I think you'd like it, or like a a, a book I'm still working my way through. I was looking for sort of a, um, you know, something in that sort of space westerny genre, and so I found uh, Santiago, A Myth of the Far Future by Mike Resnick, and it's awesome.
0: All right, do you, either of you know of an author named Wesley Chu?
1: Do not. Mm-mm.
0: Okay. Well, he's at least part Chinese. He looks very Chinese. Uh, he's kind of funny on Twitter, if you ever look at his stuff. Um, and he wrote a sci-fi or fantasy book, but it has the word Tao in it. And I don't know how I feel about, say, an author of a minority writing stories of their minority and just kind of being stuck with that. Kind of like a gay person writing books about gay people or whatever. Because I get kind of like bored with the idea that, I know what they're going to write based on what they look like. And that shouldn't be the case.
2: Yeah. I yeah. don't but, particularly care if it's a good story. Right. If you, I mean, I don't want the author to feel like he has to write that.
1: But you sure. write what you know, right? I mean, that's what yeah. we always say. Hey. You write what you know. Yeah. So no, even Daniel Wilson says, will. like, I knew about robots. so."
0: Yeah, But if, if like you ever that, want rape some rape
1: really good <laughs> comedy around that kind of, Thinking? Uh, check out Steve Byrne. He's half Asian, half Irish. Hilarious. And most of his jokes come from the interplay between his parents. <laughs>
0: <coughs> I just don't like people being categorized based on their ethnicity or other statuses and being predictable because of it.
2: So we... Or against just affirmative action. You don't have to. That, was not.
0: that is a discussion that should probably be dedicated to on like, a specific episode. Kind of, of the me.
2: same discussion, though.
0: Well, the affirm- affirmative action and its effects are more complicated, I think. More complicated than this episode, which is another one of just me <laughs> ranting about something that pisses
1: me off. But to be fair, you've been really, like, tame. I can tell you've been, like, yeah. choose. Carefully choosing your words instead of just going
2: That's not fun. Yeah, Alex, we're going on a podcast without Alex going to murder something.
0: I'll murder Tumblr. Can I do
2: that? We all want to join you on that one.
1: <laughs> see, we all know that if we want this to be a crazy podcast, we should have invited a certain someone on it, But we didn't. Because <laughs> we didn't want to see Director Alex literally stab somebody on screen.
2: I would probably just quit and run down the street screaming at the top of my lungs
0: i mean we did have a diversity episode on dresden
2: so
1: and was it as terrible as i would guess it would be
0: <laughs> well so that's
1: a yes basically
0: we were all giggling in the beginning of it it's like oh we're gonna get in trouble because this is like you know we did a feminine episode feminism episode and um people some people got angry at us that's it's a like, tougher
2: oh, one with be- dresden
0: yeah well, we kind of got into that a little bit, and then someone did actually leave a comment. Is like, you were really disrespectful with all your giggling. It's like, see, there's the trouble.
1: But it was funny.
0: It was, I mean, it was to us.
1: But. <laughs> That's why, like, sometimes things are just funny, okay?
0: But have you noticed that like, people are just really sensitive when they shouldn't be? Almost like
1: um, they're trained to be that way anymore. I mean, it's just how it is. People are well, the internet has
2: is. both made it easy to offend and easy to be offended.
0: Do you well, know what stereotype threat is?
2: Stereotype threat?
0: Yeah. Never heard I of it. I think that's what it's phrased. Okay, it's, I guess it's psychological or sociological, whatever. It's one of those kind of terms. So if you are going to be in like a basketball tournament, and then someone reminds you of the stereotype that white men can't jump, And then you feel threatened by that. It's like, oh, I have to do really good or like I'm going to do terrible because of my stereotype or something like that. And you do worse because of it. That's what the, the effect or the phenomenon is. But sometimes it doesn't have to actually include anyone reminding you of a stereotype. You're just aware of it beforehand, which is some of the controversies people say is taking place in like IQ tests. It's like, why are there racial differences in IQ results? It's like, well, because people think everyone's going to think they're stupid, therefore they get anxious and they do worse. Like,
2: I don't know, maybe. Self-confidence?
0: Essentially. Tied to whatever stereotype they're afraid they fall into.
2: I mean, you can find any million of reasons to put yourself down.
0: Yeah. And I just, I think that that has caused people to be much more sensitive (laughs) about everything. Well, that one person, an offhand comment and someone takes it as racist, even though it wasn't. And they did it because they were threatened by their stereotype. So they interpreted it wrong.
1: Well, the thing that is, kind of thing. is either we're all equal or we're different. <laughs> That's just the long and the short of it.
2: I mean, I mean, yes, I believe anyone, little... can you got to change your words a, a little there. <laughs> can... We're all different, but we're all equal.
1: Yes, whatever. But you know what? There's going to be some biological differences in between the races. That's just how, how it is. And those and create people just different really things. just really do not
0: like it if those biological differences lead to people choosing different professions. Like maybe it's just biologically encoded into your genes. If you're a straight white male, you're going to want to write a fantasy book. And so that's why we get the, the publication uh spread that we do. Maybe not. I mean, Maybe the publishers really are racist.
2: Or <laughs> it might just have to do with the fact that it's just the vast majority of the demographic in the country.
1: Yeah. No, you can't say that, Colin. Come on. <laughs> Gotta be fifty fifty, <laughs> even though you know men get like three out of four degrees. 80, 80,
2: 20.
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm doing my best just not to like full on rant here cuz I could. Oh, I could. But hey, I won't.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, we have, we will have another rant episode. Of That's
0: course we right. will. That's what this is.
2: You mean every episode. No. <laughs> this I've done This
0: my is a topical
2: life. episode, not a rant episode.
0: <laughs> I try so hard to keep us on topic. I don't know if I succeed.
1: At least you get us back there. We're, we're, we just like if the topic is a straight line, we're just like, like dipping, going over, just up and down. We're <laughs> like a roller coaster around a straight line. We yeah. tangentially hit <laughs> our topic. Yeah.
0: And I, was... I kind of think that we have run through most of it, unless we do just want to get into ranting about no, whatever it would,
2: is. I was just going to say, has anyone read American Gods? No. My wife no, tried I to. Stopped she said I reading sucked. on page
0: yeah. three. <laughs> Stopped reading when it came out that the main character's name was Shadow Moon. I
2: oh. just, no. Did anyone have <laughs> an issue with a white male guy writing a book about a black person? I don't. I
0: thought he never specified what that person's uh ethnicity was. Point, it's just it's generic. somewhat
2: made clear eventually.
0: I would but, I just yeah. thought from what other people were saying, it's like generic brown ish something mixed race, who cares?
1: You know But I guess uh, not white. Here here's probably you know because we're getting near our time so it's my last bit about this whole thing if we're only allowed to write what we are we're going to have very very shallow terrible casts
2: you also w- yeah. probably won't see many minorities or
1: right right because you know what like that. you're a gay you're a gay dude you can't write about straight men because you don't fucking know fuck you you know, if you're yeah. a black lesbian, you don't get to write about a straight white man because you don't know. Fuck you too. You know. I mean, so is...
2: there's what 13% black people in this country, so only 13% of our books can be. Yeah, racially diverse. Black, black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. no. Just write
1: a good story. Have a cast. And you know what? Is something they're I, they're I try they're to they're go Williams. back to is like no one gave a shit when Lando was black. <laughs> you know. Oh,
2: Billy and... D. Williams. Play such a charming rogue
0: i never even thought about people giving a shit about Lando being black he just they do was now
2: me. though really
1: I mean, oh yeah there's also why a, because it was a it was a big deal that it was so early in star wars that there was a black character or, and billy Lee williams is as, kind of... as suave
2: as it gets in that movie
1: well and there was Oh, someone. I remember reading an article because the lead in the new Star Trek series is is a black woman. Oh, yeah. That's and I, I read this, this story. I think it was on The Verge saying, you know, the first black character in all of Star Trek. And I'm
2: like, what about Cisco? Um, he was the, <laughs>
1: he was the wow. commander in DS9.
2: Well, first black main character? Yeah,
1: that's what heard. they said. Even though oh, okay. Cisco main was character. the. the you know the main character in ds9 I was gonna say,
2: didn't star trek break tv history with the first interracial kiss yes yeah
1: like they, they like people, is... people try to like dig into it like how important it is that it's a black female but... main character instead of just like
2: i guess what frustrates me is that we have to still make a big deal out of it
1: well see this is where i feel like the... i guess
2: it's a milestone but can it just not be normal
1: i feel like this is like what the like this is like You know, so SJ, social justice warriors all over the place, like they make it a big deal, even though if they stop making it a big deal, people would fight against it less. Because the more you say you must do something, the more people rebel against it.
0: I think, Okay, go backwards a year and then look at all the political infighting that was happening. And. I think that there was a lot of reasons as to why people didn't vote for Hillary just because people were saying, if you don't do it, then you hate women. And... I mean... People taking it to those extremes and then me. forcing so much importance on it.
2: Yeah, you're
1: you're and, betraying your like, gender if you don't do X. Oh, right, yeah. Which... Yeah. But, like,
2: In just full disclosure, I voted for Hillary. I'm a Bernie supporter. But the number of people online yeah. who just spout off while well, you're obviously sexist because you prefer bernie over haley like i don't care i just want to know what their politics are it's not
0: i mean it's and, well people are, are trying to do that as almost like a proxy i think with whatever is going on the fact that people will say that game of thrones isn't racially diverse enough when it's actually pretty diverse <laughs> and it's just what's your issue nothing is ever good enough <clears throat>
2: Oh, yes, yeah. I That's... mean it's set in a medieval England.
0: Yeah, and then there's the entire continent of Essos.
2: And south, south, south of Salador San, whatever it is.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: So, we can get on their uh, portrayal of gay people in the show, at least. And we have. And we have. Loras <laughs> is a fucking shame in the show.
0: He started out okay, though.
2: He did? Oh, yeah. Well, no. I'm sorry. Laura started out fine, but the dainty Renly that they portrayed, when the books made it very clear, he is just like Robert. Just as tough. Like, oh, he's gay, so therefore he must be dainty. That annoyed me.
1: You know, if they had portrayed him as like this big, burly, gay dude, then people would have gotten really pissed off. It's like, that's not a... You're just, you're, even though he's gay, you're 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 masculizing him him or whatever. He's, he's not really gay. He's just.
2: Gay people cover the spectrum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're people. Imagine that.
2: Yeah.
1: I guess the the, the, the long and the short of this thing is just right people. Good, bad,
2: gay, straight, whatever. The infamous quote from Martin. Yeah. With women. Yeah.
0: It's like, how do you make like complex women? women? It's like, because they're people. <laughs>
2: which is why, like, don't feel like you have to write a stereotypical gay into your story. Just write a person.
0: I did decide at some point, okay, I'm going to have a gay character in a specific story, but I dare you to find out which one it is because you're not going to know.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: <Like> I,
0: I... <laughs> Person is gay. might not be a
2: minority, but I was talking to you earlier about having the guy in my planned story be kind of impotent. Mm -hmm. And the point of that is that I can work it off of one of the main plot lines and do something with it. Not because I want to represent impotent men.
0: I mean, whatever it is, it's good conflict.
2: Yeah, I just want to tell a compelling story. Issues... Everyone... Issues create tired. conflict
1: and conflict is how we write our stories.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm also particularly tired of conflict being caused by people being stupid, which by what I mean is like I was absolutely not interested in watching The Handmaid's Tale because it was just these people hate women. Let's watch how evil and terrible that can be. It's like, yeah, I get it, but people don't hate women. Stop putting using it on a, like a poster child.
2: Can you have conflict based on minority status in a fantasy novel?
0: I mean, sure. That can always without happen. Without
2: getting outraged?
1: Oh, without getting outraged? No. Because everyone's <laughs> going to be yeah. like, oh, it's <laughs> it's this, you know, He's the author is obviously trying to talk about slaves during the 1800s or whatever.
2: Like, I look back at Renly, and him being gay was a terrible kept secret in Westeros. And people made fun of him for it, but it really didn't change the course of the story.
0: Yeah. Imagine that.
2: Imagine. He's a person. And yeah. other people have people, too.
0: Yeah. I'm still, <laughs>
2: uh, I'm still rooting for Loris to pull through.
0: To, to be not a shitty person? Okay.
2: <laughs> no. in In the books, he's... Is he still... Old? He's He got burned pretty badly, Storming Dragonstone.
0: Oh, okay. And I, I'm, I'm hoping
2: not... he pulls through no. on that.
0: Well, just because you hope for it, he's going to die.
2: Uh, no, that'd be Malazan. <laughs> Game of Thrones tends to not kill people as often as I expect. Eh, okay. Like, I actually just finished a chapter in Malazan where someone started a uh, righteous murder of a bunch of corrupt people and the chapter didn't end with her being murdered and I'm actually surprised because usually (laughs) when you get something pleasant that starts Uh, to carry it just ends.
0: You kind of just remind me of the idea of like okay I have a gay person and then they get murdered as a form of conflict as like you know like inserting the trope in order to create conflict I don't remember where I was going with this at the moment but it's just like insert token character in order to make it more terrible that something bad happened to them
2: I'm annoyed I mean it's entirely annoyed it's a method of creating a sympathetic character you add to them a minority status that triggers sympathy and then you kill them and it's like well fuck those people
0: I think it, at it this can point, work. It's we're re- repeating ourselves. So we should probably just close out the episode. Oh Good stories. we evolving into right? just
2: ranting. <laughs> we'll get there someday. Uh, okay. Ranting well, you
1: can find me at @jacobingles on Twitter. You can find us at brokenjars.xyz, patreon.com/brokenjars forward slash broken jars. If you want to give us some of your hard earned money and hanging with us online during the day, we have uh, stickers. We have stickers.
2: We have lots uh, of stickers.
1: We have lots of stickers. Uh,
2: Yeah. Um, Y'all? You can buy me Uh, on Discord if you pay. So Yeah.
0: The other shows that we have. Dresden? We have Dresden Files.
1: uh, We have Great Scott Podcast, which is a podcast about the office. We have Dangerous to Go Alone, which is a nerd culture podcast. Um, Yeah. The Long How much? Still yeah, I don't there. know if that's good. Like, I need to talk to him because he did two episodes and kind of fell off the face of the earth. So I'm going to talk to
0: him about Oh, that. interesting.
2: How much okay. fun is Dresden around Halloween time?
0: Well, we got to make it Halloween themed. So we got to be creative.
2: So how many Halloween moment episodes have there been? Or, ep- I'm sorry. Books?
0: Um, There's Deadbeat and there's Cold Days. Is that it? I think so. And then, like it turns out, Grave Peril took place in October, but not at Halloween.
2: Yeah, I feel like a lot of books take place in October. You should, uh, and...
1: you should do a, 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 a show about your favorite monsters that are like side characters, like the like that crab demon he summons with the yeah. spectacles.
2: That's also a good idea for a, a fantasy episode. Wacky, crazy fantasy race things, Side species. Characters. Like we can go on about Witcher. Monsters and
0: <laughs> whatnot. You just got to talk about your favorite game.
1: Got my my, I've my lost my game. wife to that game.
2: So much fun. No, but you can talk about Witcher monsters and WoW demons and whatnot.
1: Anyway, thank you for coming out. This has been an odd episode. We'll
2: keep grant. We'll keep randomly <laughs> rambling <laughs> on.
1: All right, okay. well, y'all have a good one.
0: Bye.